Recording live from a room somewhere in Chicago. You're listening to Smallfish Radio Theater in Thespinaria. Approximately 20-minute variety hour. Yes, you heard correctly. In addition to our usual live format, every Sunday morning we will bring you something extraordinary. And speaking of extraordinary, sharing in the fun are our talented emissaries of entertainment. Joy Thorbjornson Coates. And reporting from the field, Miss Kitten. With special guests, Sharon Phillips, Eleanor Katz, and Mark Cater. It's time for Barnyard Classics. Pass the bourbon, skip the brains, Barnyard Classics, here's what we mean. We make the classics relatable and short. Pull up a chair, have a snort. Barnyard Classics. Today, Oedipus, the man who set out to lift the curse from his country and in the end can't see a darn thing. We join Oedipus as he stands before his griping people. All right, all right. What in tarnation is going on, my people? We are cursed, King Oedipus. Our goats are dying, nothing is growing, not even children. We are cursed. Don't you fret. I'm on it. I sent my brother-in-law hints to the oracle to see what we can do to lift this plague. I will get back to you. You have my word. Pretty soon, Oedipus hears from the brother-in-law that the oracle says, find out who killed your father, the king, before you, and the plague will end. Oedipus decides to speak to this oracle himself, and in a nutshell, the oracle pretty much says, You murdered your own father. What? You're crazy, old man. I I must talk to the queen. Jocasta? Jocasta? Oedipus! What ails thee? The oracle has told me in so many words that I killed my own father and would also commit incest. Freaking lunatic. Oh, pshaw on them oracles. Once some bullshit oracle told us that my husband, Lys, would be killed by his own son, but our son died abandoned and my husband was killed by outlaws at a crossroads. I'm also feared that yet another oracle told me I would kill my father and marry my mother and that I may even go blind. See? Bullshit. Your mama's still married to your daddy last time I looked. And you are married to me, who ain't your mama. Now, open them eyes and come to bed, baby. Oracle schmoracle. I hope you're right. Still, there was that day back when I was an outlaw. I killed this stranger at a crossroads. Soon after this... A messenger arrived with other news, which includes the fact that some hog farmer down the road told him in so many words that Oedipus was not raised by his real parents and that he was really raised by this hog farmer who was handed an abandoned baby from the house of Laius, which of course means... The oracle was right. Jocasta? Jocasta? I mean... Mama, 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 where are you? It's too late, idiot. Oh, Lordy, she done hung herself. Oh, why, she must have found out what we done. 
I cannot bear to look at this. I need a sharp object. Oh, mama, mama. Oh, oh, look, a bobby pin. Out with my eyes. Out. Oh. Upon learning of Oedipus's tragic discovery, the people of the town exiled him and lived happily ever after, the plague of murder and incest being lifted for the moment. Barnyard Classics. Today's program is brought to you by the Foundation for Nearsighted Gnats. Some gnats aren't as pesky as they'd like, especially at dusk when night flying is a must. Help out those less fortunate nearsighted gnats by donating your old prescription lens and frames today. The Foundation for Nearsighted Gnats. Not to be confused with fruit flies. Welcome to Bad Poetry Corner with Jokes. Yes, that's right. Bad poetry and jokes together. You decide which is which. Skinny dog, walking man. How do you stay upright? How are they not snapping you in two? Besides, your knee socks are lame. Wow. That was touching. Wow, that's pretty amazing there. I was yeah. surprised. Yeah. I, I expected something about a leash. Yeah, me the too. socks, I would not have thought about the a socks. Collar, leash. Yeah. Collar, yeah. yeah. Shoes, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. And now. Hmm? Poo bags? Poo bags. Poo bags. That's for another story. Poo bags. Poo bags. I didn't even go there. No, I didn't either. And now, haikuing with Rizovi. Dishes in the sink. Ham and eggs upon the floor. Dinner on ceiling. Bravo! 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 I can't wait for the lunch haiku. It reflects my life. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh, Harold is back. Oh, hey. Well, you got a good memory you, there, yeah. Harold. Yeah, yeah, you you did oh, come back. It was wonderful. Well, hey, Blondie, how hey. you doing there? Oh, oh, well, hi. No. Hi there, Harold. Thanks, thanks oh, for inviting me back. Well, it was hey. actually Sharon who invited you back. <laughs> well, but I'm real glad to see you. So what are you doing Thank here, you. Harold? Oh, well, you know, I was just over at my, my friendly bar a little while ago there, and I was talking to a friend of mine who's from... Uh, who's from Ireland, you know, and, and he's every Friday, he comes by and he always has three drinks with his brothers because that's what they decided that every Friday, he, they used to meet in a pub back in Ireland and every Friday they would get together and they'd each down a pint. And so he said when he came to America, every Friday he would do that. He would down a pint so for all of them. So he'd set up three pints and he'd down one after the other. But today, when he came in, there were only two pints and I was, I was like, oh, my goodness, one of his brothers has died. And so I said, oh. I said, Sean, is one of your brothers dead? Are you only drinking two pints? And he says, oh, no, 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 my brothers are fine. My wife's got me going to AA. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Actually, that is kind of funny. One. I don't get it. Uh, I, I, well, I'll explain it to you later. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, that's I don't get not it. really, yeah. yeah well, I, well, you know, and that, of course, now, you understand, when I was a whippersnapper, <laughs> yeah, which wasn't just a long time ago, it was an ancient time ago, when I was a whippersnapper, I was in a restaurant one time, and there was this beautiful red-headed woman sitting across at a table all by Aww. herself. And, and I was sitting at the table all by myself, and I just kept looking at her. And, my goodness, she was just so gorgeous. But I didn't have the nerve to go up and talk to her and say, could we, like, have dinner together or something? And then she just hauled off and did a big, ha choo sneeze. And Ooh. one of her eyes popped oh, right out. Oh, my goodness gracious. And came flying across the room, and I just... Grabbed it. I read out of the air like that. I was so embarrassed, and she was so embarrassed. Well, what was I going to do with the eye in my hand? I just walked over and gave it back to her. And well, she kind of washed it off and put it back in. And she says, I've never seen anybody do something like that before. That was really wonderful. Listen, I'm eating all by myself. Maybe you could join me. Well, I got to have dinner with this beautiful redhead with one eye. And it wasn't long before she said, you know, I was going to go see a movie. You want to come with me? And I went to see the movie, too. And, and then she was like, well, you know, you want to come up to my apartment? And I went up to their apartment. We had this oh, wonderful, magnificent this is... sex all night. Oh, my oh, goodness. Can, can we it say that? It was wonderful. It was magical. Well, That's and a then little at much the information, Harold. I know, <laughs> <laughs> at the end, at the morning, at the morning after she made me a beautiful breakfast of just about anything you'd have for breakfast, I said, well, how come you invited me over? We just met. And she says, well, you know what? You just caught my eye. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, listen, I got to run now. So yes, guys, run way, Harold. Run fast. <laughs> Actually, run very fast. Yeah, you know, Harold, oh come God. back next week, too. What? Oh, that's well, he, I don't know. He's kind of growing on me. I mean, those are like kind of sweet little. So we've gone from pee jokes to eye jokes. Are we going to get through the whole I think we're going to go through the whole entire. That's pretty good. And reporting from the field, Miss Kitten. Hey, uh, I, I, my name's Larry, and, and this is my joke. Uh, uh, Grasshopper walks into a bar, and the bartender says, uh, Hey, we have a drink named after you. And the grasshopper says, You have a drink named Steve? <laughs> oh, Larry. Hi, my name is Bob Nemesek, and I have a joke for you. Three men died, and they're waiting a turn to get into heaven to see if they can qualify. They have to answer one question, and they have to answer it honestly. So the first gentleman goes up, and they ask him the question, did you ever cheat on your wife? And he looks at them and says, absolutely not, never, not a day in my life. I love my wife. I would never do that. And they say, well, yeah, that's the right answer. You did tell us the truth, and that's commendable. So uh, to reward you, we will let you drive around in heaven in a Porsche. So he takes the portion and drives away, and he's a happy guy. Second guy comes up, and they ask him the same question. Did you ever cheat on your wife? He goes, well, yeah, one time. It was a bachelor party, but it was kind of a mistake. I was, I was drunk. I didn't know what I was doing, but I've never done anything since. And they look at him, and they're like, well, that's not so good, but you did tell us the truth, so, well, we can't give you a poor, so we're going to give you a Cadillac to drive around in heaven. So the guy goes, okay, I'll take the Cadillac. Sent off he goes in his Cadillac. Third gentleman comes up and they ask him the same question. Did you ever cheat on your wife? He goes, you're darn right I did. In front of her back, behind her back, it didn't matter to me. He goes, I needed it, I had to have it, so I did it, and I'm not ashamed of it. And they're like, that's deplorable. 
but you know, you did tell us the truth, so we can't give you a Porsche, we can't give you the Cadillac, but we can give you a little scooter. And so the guy goes, I'll take the scooter. And off he goes on his scooter. A few days later, here comes the scooter, and there's the Cadillac driving, and they see the Porsche pulled over on the side of the road. And there behind the wheel, the gentleman's over there crying his eyes out. He's got his hands over on the wheel, and he's just crying his eyes out. So they said, what could possibly be wrong with you? You never cheated on your wife. You're driving a Porsche. You're in heaven. And the guy looks at him, he goes, yeah, but I just saw my wife drive by on a scooter. And that, my friends, was Bad Poetry Corner. And then, some jokes. If you uh, have a joke you'd like to share with us, head to our website for more on that. Snap, snap. Today's program is brought to you by Betty's Boutique. We can't reveal what she sells, but Betty guarantees a good time. For more information, check out the wall of the public restroom near you. No gender required. Welcome to this day in the history of the future. Future! Future! This day in history of the future, 2018. Academy Awards are broadcast live from the International Space Station and are marred by tragedy when Jack Nicholson, refusing to remove his sunglasses in the dimly lit rotunda, actually opens the airlock while looking for the bathroom. That was this day in history of the future. This day in history of the future, 2318. The centuries-old practice of temporarily dyeing the moon green for St. Patrick's Day via rocket-propelled coloring is discontinued when it's discovered the people of Earth are too drunk to notice the moon by nightfall anyway. That was this day in history of the future. This day in history of the future, 2056. Sales of instant muscle lotion spike! When a man accidentally spills the HGH and radio accelerant based liquid in his lap. That was this day in history of the future. This day in history of the future, 6423. After the devastation of worldwide war, the uneducated remnants of humanity struggled to survive. Found among the wreckage is an unscathed copy of the novel Forrest Gump which is decoded and mistaken for a Bible. In makeshift churches, people greet each other with the phrases, stupid is as stupid does, and life is like a box of chocolates, praise Forrest. That was this day in history of the future. And now, white Bordeaux's, I, I mean, light shadows. It is still the night of the town's annual winter ball. Just as Ella revealed she's pregnant by a mystery father, her long-lost twin sister, Portia, returned. What are you doing here, Portia? Why can't I be here? 
Just because you ran off with a vampire and left me on the decrepit old farm to take care of our ailing parents doesn't mean I would be stuck there forever. <gasps> How are mom and dad? Dead. <gasps> you never told me. I've been busy. Busy plotting my revenge on you. Get in line. I curse you. Angelica, you can't. I can, Dex. I came all the way back from the dead to place a curse, Ella. But she's pregnant with my child. Or mine. Or mine. Brains. You sure do get around, sis. I like different men for different occasions. You're still married to this one, and until you prove that child isn't mine, I won't grant you a divorce. We'll see about that, Dax. Come on, Angelica. Revenge is a dish best served cold. It doesn't get any colder than the grave, Dex. Well, maybe Chicago in February. Taylor, let's call a truce until after the baby's barn. We were so distracted, we didn't notice Taylor transform into a werewolf. He's cute. Even in that state? I like hairy men. Is tonight the full moon? It's always a full moon in this town. Easy, Taylor. Don't attack me. Ella, Ella, a little help, I can't do anything when he's like this. I can. Who's a good boy? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Now you go run in the woods until the moon goes down. And no killing minor characters. Or major ones, eh? How did you do that, Portia? Because once you ran off with that vampire, I studied how to become an exterminator. Uh-oh. A what? A vampire exterminator. I also minored in supernatural creature taming. Oh, like a vampire slayer. Like but Don't say it. We can't afford the license. Ah, look at the time. I gotta go. Not so fast. She has a stake. Barney, look out! No! Tune in next time for another chilling episode of Light Shadows. We only got one line this episode. Me call agent. And that's all for this week's approximately 20-minute variety hour. Got a story to tell? A good joke? A bad poem? A hellacious haiku? A flash fairy tale? Head to our submissions page and find out how that special guest could be you. And thanks to our contributors, Tom Mizraka, Mark Cater, Trina Kakasik, Michael John Kelly, and John Tomkew. This approximately 20-minute variety hour features the talents of Mark Cater, Eleanor Katz, Sharon Phillips, Kat Dean, Michael Herzovi, Joy the Bjornsson Coates, and Michael John Kelly, directing and sound design by Trina Kakasik. Special thanks to the White Crane Wellness Center for providing rehearsal and recording space. Small Fish Radio Theater is produced by Michael John Kelly and Trina Kakasik. Thanks, thanks for, for listening! listening.